Welcome to the Global Connected Aircraft Podcast. My name is Woodrow Bellamy III, Editor-in-Chief of Avionics International and Program Chair for the Global Connected Aircraft Summit. On today's episode, we have a very special guest. He is the Chief Operating Officer of VistaJet, Nick Vandermeer. How are you doing today, Nick? Well, thank you, Woodrow. Doing very well, thanks. How about yourself? Excellent, excellent. Uh, so, you know, we, we really like to start off by sort of understanding a little bit more about our guest and also the, uh, you know, organization that you work for, what you do there. Uh, so could you first just start out by telling, telling us a little bit about yourself, how you got into your current position at VistaJet, and also just a little bit of background about uh, the VistaJet fleet, where you all fly to, and, and um, about your operations out there? Absolutely. Um, got into family. Oh, sorry, got into aviation through family, really. Um, private pilots uh, throughout the throughout my childhood. Um, after high school, went to the USA, did all my pilot training. Um, loved the rigor and the the discipline that they taught me out there. Um, moved back, did a, flew a little bit in South Africa. Moved to Europe, flew in for a regional airline in Europe. Um, quickly worked my way up into uh, management in that regional airline. And then in October 2010, I joined VistaJet as the flight operations manager or chief pilot. Um, that was based in Austria. About two years later, I took over as accountable manager and chief operating officer and have been doing that ever since. Um, the majority of the day is focusing on ensuring efficient operations. And that's all the way from the scheduling to customer services, even the purchasing elements of Vista Global now fall under myself because at the end of the day, operations is, is spending the most money. Um, in terms of Vista Global, we have two brands. We have the VistaJet brand, which has got 73 aircraft flying absolutely worldwide. They are uh, super mid-sized cabins and ultra-long-range Global 6000s. So from the Challenger 350 all the way to the Global 6000. Soon we'll be adding Global 7500s at the uh, very early stages of 2020. Um, and continuously operating to the most remote regions of this of this world with all of our various passengers under the exojet brand we have 43 aircraft generally registered in um, the usa operating within usa canada and down to south america uh, super exciting because of all these new destinations and the, the cultures that we have throughout the company um so it's a uh, keeps me on my toes keeps me interested Right, and I understand it's been a very busy year for uh, VistaJet and, and the Vista Global brand as well. Um, you know, just this morning, we got some very exciting news about VistaJet that you all are launching what's called the Luxstream Digital Connectivity. Uh, now, could you tell us a little bit about this Luxstream Digital Connectivity that you're adding to your aircraft as it's uh, super relevant for, for our audience and what we like to focus on for the podcast? Absolutely. It, it is an exciting day with this announcement. I, I noticed on your Twitter that you've spotted it and you're following it. Um, right. Our cabin experience is very, very critical to, for VistaJet. Our, our customer experience, is it, it has to be top of the top. Um, and if, if you've been on board of VistaJet or you've heard about our experience, we look at the absolute finer details of everything that happens on board. Um, the look, the feel the touch, even the smell of all the 73 VistaJet aircraft is absolutely identical. That's the level of detail we go to. And we've been looking for quite a while to enhance the customer experience from an in-flight connectivity aspect. So traditionally, our aircraft have had very, very slow internet on board because that's, be, that's what's been offered on the market. 
Um, we've been looking for a number of months, studying in very, very great depth what the next uh, strategy needs to be. And whenever we make a big decision like this, we definitely look sort of at least five years into the future. And through our very dear partners at, at Collins Aerospace and R-Inc, um, we came to know about the Luxstream ultra high-speed internet service that um, they were working on with SES, with the world's largest satellite provider. Um, and we've worked diligently and carefully with them over the last number of months to ensure that it is the right solution for our customers to carry our customers into the future and future-proof us for at least the next five years. So what the system will be offering, it's a KU band system. As of early 2020, our aircraft will start seeing them, the systems being put on board. We have a very tight deadline of rolling it across the entire Vista Global fleet over the next 24-month period. And it is reaching absolutely unbelievable speeds. Um, over the USA, it's up to 25 megabits per second. Over the rest of the world, it's up to 15 megabits per second. Um, and it's incredibly high bandwidth which means that you can stream more devices at the same time, more aircraft flying through those areas and guaranteeing those sorts of speeds. Uh, so we are we, we're very much looking forward to get this on board. It's gonna replicate what people have in their homes and in their offices, but up at the boardroom. Uh, sorry, the, the, offering them a boardroom in the sky. So really looking forward to getting this going um, and it is a revolutionary product. Yeah, and it is a really uh, interesting, you know, reading through the announcement, it's, it's called Luxstream, so you all have kind of put your own personal touch on this. Um, could you tell us maybe when was the last time you did invest in digital connectivity in this way, and was it was it sort of time for a refresh, as as you mentioned? Absolutely, it's that five year it's that five year refresh. Um, if you go back seven or eight years, very very few of our aircraft had internet on board, let alone high speed internet. Um, then we equipped the Global 6000 fleet with Swift Broadband. Then we slowly equipped the Challenger 350s, the Challenger 605s, all the rest of the aircraft with Swift Broadband. In the USA, we equipped all of our aircraft with GoGoBiz. Um, so that was about five years ago that we made that big investment. And now's the right time to make an, uh, another big, the next big investment, tens of millions of dollars worth of investment um, to drive it forward and to provide the luxury in the sky that our passengers it's not that they demand it. They absolutely need it to stay connected to the world um, in the way in which they need to be in today's world. I see. And, you know, you, you mentioned just a follow up on what you mentioned earlier about you all do fly all over the world on that Vista Global brand. Was one of the aspects of this, did you have to see, you know, you wanted to make sure this connectivity was going to cover every route that you fly on, right? H how did you go about doing that, understanding that, you know, on every every route that those aircraft are going to fly, the, the connectivity is going to be available? It's a very, very big um, driving force into why we made this decision. Obvious, well, unfortunately, the entire world is not covered by by one system. There are certain regulatory restrictions in certain parts of the world, which means that um, no system could be available in those countries. Um, it, it, unfortunately, it will only improve with time, but it was, we worked very closely with our partners to ensure what there was today, what the roadmap was, that the roadmap was solid and robust. As of today, about 70% of the world is covered, but um, R-Inc has given us a very, very clear path to cover the remaining parts of the world where legally it can be covered. And then the parts where it's a regulatory burden at the moment, we will be working very carefully um, in the future to try and 
fix those, but our customers do understand that that is an issue. Um, but, you know, 85, 90% of the world will be covered, and that will be incredible to have that high-speed um, system going. And bear in mind, most of our flights are long-range international flights. So there might be a small portion of your flight for which it's not, not available, but for the large majority of your flight, given the coverage maps that we've seen and the timeline that um, R-Inc and Collins Aerospace is working on, um, we are confident that it will be a major, major leap forward and the passengers will be incredibly happy with us. And one of the interesting aspects of this is the stream part. So it's called Lux Stream. And, and let's focus on that for a second. Could you talk about some of the new applications that this, you know, upgrading to this new connectivity will enable for the passenger experience? You know, will they be able to stream live television or, or other things? You know, what, what kind of things can passengers expect once this goes live? Absolutely. So if you take Netflix as an example, we will be able to stream Netflix at 4K or ultra high definition on board these aircraft finally. Um, and that's something that's not been, not been achievable to date. So it's from television to your favorite Netflix or Apple TV uh, series or, 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 or movies, and even in ultra high definition if you wanted to. And you can run numerous uh, devices in that aircraft streaming at the same time which is a big bugbear for our passengers at the moment. Uh, the two children want to watch something separate, and you know, no system to date has been capable of, of delivering on that at a high-definition resolution. Um, phone calls, video conferences. As I mentioned earlier, the boardroom in the sky is a very, very important aspect for us where true high-definition video conferences can happen, um, and it will increase the time available for our passengers in terms of when they can do meetings. Right, I see. And now, what about the other side of, of the cabin and some of your other divisions of VistaJet? Will this new high-speed link, you know, the, the availability of that connectivity also enable some new applications, possibly for VistaJet's pilots or even uh, maintenance technicians or, or other divisions of VistaJet or Vista Global? Excellent question. Um, you know that I'm an operations person, so forefront of my mind is pilots, it's back-end, it's making things as efficient as possible. And we've worked closely with Collins Aerospace to design a specific cabin router, which will disseminate the Wi-Fi signal throughout the cabin, but it will also be working with a crew, working with a back office to give us more accurate data on all elements of this aircraft, if it's uh, fuel on board, if it's uh, accurate takeoff times, accurate landing times logging everything that the crew are doing, downloading the quick access recorder or downloading the black box to a ground station constantly that we can do our flight data monitoring reviews almost in real time. And we've put a lot of energy and effort and research power into ensuring that this doesn't just give us a great customer experience, but it also gives us a great operational experience and efficiency, which ultimately does benefit the customer. Um, so we've, as I said, new router has been designed um, pilots will be linking into that. The pilots' electronic flight bags will be linking into that. And uh, the two of them will be talking and talking down to a ground station so that all aspects of the operation, from finance to maintenance, are kept up to date in real time, efficiently and absolutely accurately. Right. That's a really interesting aspect of, of the, you know, upgrading to new connectivity that not a lot of people think about. So uh, very exciting stuff. And, and one other 
aspect of that. Um, you know, when the passenger gets on board and, and Luxstream goes live, you know, they'll just see the new speed and the, you know, the ability to stream as, you know, the pilots will also get that higher speed link. Uh, and you mentioned operations. What about, you know, just the VistaJet internally? What do you have to go through maybe on the IT side to enable this? Uh, or do you sort of leave the back-end operation, you know, part of, in, you know, deploying this connectivity? Do you kind of leave that up to SCS and Collins? Or is there sort of changes that VistaJet has to go through on the IT side as well? It, it's a combination of both. Um, as you know, we've got a large group of members who are regularly flying with us, some of them flying up to 1,000 hours per year on our aircraft. We need to ensure that their connectivity is as seamless as possible. So they're, they're certain of their preferences. As soon as they log in, their preferences will be there. The way they like things set up will be there. Um, there's, there's certain little preferences that our system will know that they on board a particular flight and will be displaying to them. So that element of the IT side we are doing, the support elements of this are obviously coming from SES and uh, the Collins Aerospace, um, but we do want to make our passengers feel special and make them know that we, we care by having it slightly profile driven so that when they get on board, it is a, a special touch in place for them. I know that uh, VistaJet has a mobile smartphone application as well, uh, and a lot, you know, a lot of flyers of passengers these days across uh, all segments of aviation. That's how they're purchasing their tickets and understanding delays about their flights, or or you know, making updates to to their flight plans or their their travel plans. Um, could you tell us anything that you all are doing on that side of your business? Are there and you know, now that you do have this higher speed connectivity becoming available, does that mobile application become even more intertwined with, with the passenger experience? Firstly, on that side of the business, as you know, Vista Global recently purchased JetSmarter. Um, since that purchase, we have launched XO, powered by JetSmarter, which is our digital marketplace. And a lot of time, energy, and brain power is going into developing the first true aviation marketplace under the XO um, brand and platform. So the digital app has now moved completely away from JetSmarter into XO, um, and it is, it's feature rich. There's all sorts of great features in there. In terms of once the passengers are on board, obviously they could connect through that app, but when they connect to the central Wi-Fi system on board, a lot of the things will be presented as standard, the weather at arrival, the en route conditions, the latest news, the latest company news, Etc. So we do have a whole passenger portal, which is delivering them something that they would never have seen before on commercial or private aviation. Um, and that's all coming through the special router that we built. So there won't be much need for them to connect to the mobile app in flight because all the, all the information is going to be provided at their fingertips anyway. Um, the system through the back end features will be keeping their PA up to date as a small example on the exact flight progress. If there is a 15-minute delay, the PA will be notified. If the PA doesn't um, confirm that they've read the notice either via their app that the PAs have, we have a special portal for them, then the team will be following up and making sure that a phone call is put through, for example. So there's a number of different layers um, of what they will be presented as standard, a number of layers which present information back to the, the ground to ensure that all the transfers and the, the, the setup on the ground is seamlessly managed and monitored 
so that the passenger doesn't have to be stressed about realizing that there's a one hour delay due to air traffic control or holding for bad weather and then having to think about all the logistics that they need to update. Um, that's something that we take care of to ensure absolute seamless transition, but the technology will play a very, very big part in giving us the absolute latest information every second of that flight. Right. And, you know, the other thing that we like to ask operators like yourself on, on you know, anytime you're going to new in-flight connectivity or, or just having connectivity on board, uh, how do you look at that from a business model perspective? You know, in the commercial airline world, they, they really handle it, you know, just kind of based on individual preference, whether or not passengers have to pay for that access or it's just part of, you know, the onboard experience. Um, obviously, in the business aviation world, it's a lot different. Could you just give us some perspective on, on how you look at that? Do you just kind of look at going to this new connectivity as a major differentiation and there's really no need to charge for access once you're on board or, or just your perspective on that overall? Absolutely. Well, we definitely do want to differentiate this for our members versus our infrequent flyers. Um, so for our members, there will be a very special package curated. Um, the costs associated with these systems is astronomical. It, 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 it's not cheap by any, um, by any means. Um, but for our top members, we will be, be providing them with a service. For infrequent flyers who are not members, we might be charging them. Uh, that, that's not exactly um, clear yet, the mechanism. We, we, we do know what it's costing us. We do know um, how we're going to recuperate some of that. Um, but we, it is a massive differentiator. And for our top clients who sign up for long-term contracts with us, as the majority of our customers do, um, they will be getting this as a added-on benefit. Um, and if there is a charge, it will be a, a very, very minimal charge for the amazing service that they, that they receive. Okay. And, you know, the last question we really like to ask our guests like yourself, you know, is especially interesting that you, you are uh, a pilot and you do have a pilot's license as well. Um, if you were to look maybe five to 10 years in the future, uh, you know, th this is a really exciting connectivity announcement you have with uh, Collins and SCS today. But if you were to look, you know, into the future of, of the use of connectivity and the overall connected aircraft concept, um, what do you think is kind of possible in the future that isn't really possible today with the use of connectivity on board? Well, today the connectivity is really, really limited. So if we talk about what we will achieve with SES, all the back office enhancements that I mentioned, all the uh, multiple streaming that can happen on board the aircraft now. I think that takes away any limitation. It, it, it will allow us to think um, more, far more broadly. There is no limitation placed on what we can do anymore in terms of keeping the crew up to date, keeping the safety continuously monitored of this aircraft, keeping the passengers continuously connected. Um, we can do absolute high definition. So I'm not seeing anything obvious in the next eight, so five to eight years that will come around that we could not achieve with the SES product. I'm sure, you know, in five or six years time, hopefully we're having a similar phone call with the next big announcement uh, of something transformational. But I really believe that we will now future-proof these aircraft for our customers for five to eight years and any aspect of what they need or what we need to be a more efficient operator will be covered by this absolutely transformational system. 
Okay, yeah, I look forward to talking to you in five years about that then. Uh, okay, uh, so that was Nick Vandermeer, Chief Operating Officer of VistaJet. Nick, thank you very much for joining us today on the Global Connected Aircraft Podcast. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me and looking forward to speaking to you soon. So that's it for today's episode. If you haven't already, please go ahead and subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're a fan of the show, help us out with a five-star review. And if you have feedback or suggestions for people we should be interviewing or topics you'd like us to cover, you can reach me on Twitter at WBellamy3AC. Finally, our 2020 Global Connected Aircraft Summit will take place from June 2nd through the 3rd in Denver, Colorado. So mark your calendars. You can get all the information at www.gcasummit.com. My name is Woodrow Bellamy III, and thanks again for tuning in to the Global Connected Aircraft Podcast.